Welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast, brought to you by Healthy Eyes Advantage. I'm Dr. Justin Manning, Executive Vice President of Professional Strategies, and I'll be your host on your practice success journey. Running an independent eye care practice and business is hard work. We exist to make it easier. Here on the Practice Advantage Podcast, we bring you tips, tricks, and strategies from experts from within and outside the eye care industry that you can begin implementing in your practice today. Let's dive in. Now today on the Practice Advantage podcast, I I told you during our last episode that we would have to have Dr. Larry Wan back and guess what? He's back for our second episode. If you missed the previous episode, Larry is a former managing partner of Family Eye Care Center in Campbell, California, co-founder of Glimpse, and current clinical advisory consultant at NeuroLens. Now, Dr. Juan, after our last conversation, like I said, we had to have you back to dive deeper into these critical topics in business management. So thanks for coming back on the Practice Advantage podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And and I just love uh, helping our colleagues to become more successful and think about new things and how to implement change. And so um, thank you for sharing this this uh, platform with me. And, and I'm happy to help out in any way I can. Absolutely. Now, on our last episode, we dove into the topic of new technology, why new technology is so important and how to implement it successfully in practice. I want to zoom out a little bit and talk about a much broader topic when it comes to these specific ideas. And and that that broader topic is just change management in general. Now, I, I would guess that our listeners probably aren't waking up on a Monday morning and thinking about change management as a topic as why why should they? That is such a good area to start out with. Um, change in general is difficult. I mean, if change was easy, we would all be at our ideal weight. We would all be fit. You know, we would all have great things in our refrigerator. You know, so change management in itself is 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 difficult. But it, there there's a science to it. In fact, you know, there's there's uh, college semester courses on change management. There's dozens and dozens of books on change management. And basically, I want you to take the viewpoint of change management is what components do you need to have in place to get the desired positive outcome that you're you're, you're wanting? And, and they've actually boiled this down to a science. And there's actually five components to change management. So one is creative vision that you can communicate to your staff and to your associate doctors and your partners, provide the skill level that they need to implement that change. Give them, as we talked about before the with them, what's, what, what's in it for, for me, you know, is there an incentive? Cause it can't just be a win situation for you. It has to be a win situation for not only for the practice, for the patient, but also for the staff. Do you have the right resources? You know, does, does the company provide training and, and ongoing training to make your staff successful, yourself successful? And the last one is, is doing a storyboard or creating an action plan. Or what are the steps involved? What is the timeline to implement this change? 
So it, it doesn't do any good for us for us to just tell your staff to say, okay, we're going to start doing this. And there's no training, there's no vision, there's no explanation of the why. So understanding change management as a process is, I think, is a really good place to start. I love it. And thinking about change is that that science, and we'll put this in the show notes for this episode, but it is a step-by-step process. And you have to start with the vision. You have to give your team the skills before you really even start implementing something new. And that, that approach, I think, works for any bit of change. Some change is quick and easy. And yes, it may not take uh, you know, a long period of time to go through those steps, but it's important to think about those individual steps when it comes to change in general. Don't waste time to make a simple decision that has big impacts that you know, your staff may already be trained is really where I'm going with that statement. But understanding that science is so critical. Now, this is a business management podcast, but I want to take a second just to sidebar to say that applies to patient care as well. How many diabetic patients do we have? How many hypertensive patients do we have? How many glaucoma patients who may not be taking their medication and not yet be aware of the vision changes that they're experiencing? This is human behavior. This isn't just business. It's human behavior as well. There's a great skill called motivational interviewing that walks a patient through those exact same steps to get them to identify their vision for change, empowering them with the skills necessary to say, make better healthcare decisions for themselves, and then ultimately leading to the action plan. So again, we'll get back to business management, but I wanted to make that key parallel to patient care as well. No, I I love how you're relating that back to everyday things that we do with our patients and with our staff. And, um, you know, one of the little things that you just mentioned was, is that, you know, for instance, in my mind, if I have a patient that decides to walk out with their prescription, that tells me I didn't do something right before they did that, or I didn't get the right information or provide them with the right information or give them the right vision or help them understand what the difference is of doing something here and now versus later on or not taking their medication. So, so, so the, the, the point that, that you just mentioned is critical because now you start looking at, you're looking at your process and procedures and not the person. And so you say, why you know, for instance, why did I get behind schedule? Oh, Dr. Juan, because you, 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 you chit-chatted too much. It wasn't your staff's problem. It was what was in the process that made that happen. And so, um, you know, those are, those are things that sometimes we don't like, always like to look in the mirror, but it's really important to sometimes look in the mirror. Absolutely. Now, you've been involved with OD Lean. Lean here, primarily focusing on Lean Six Sigma principles for building and improving a business. What were some of the most important principles for you in practice? Walk us through a little how you leverage them to improve your business. Now, we're not going to create black belts in our 25-minute podcast episode, but, but, but give us a little you know, overview and how things played out in practice for you. Yeah. So, so first, first of all, OD Lean was an absolute game changer for my practice and my life. You know, and so the principles that I learned 
um, I can apply to virtually every aspect of my life and what I want to do with it, both personally and professionally. And what I think is the and 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 I think the the main question that that I learned or principle is why do I do something a certain way? So the, the basic why question. So almost all of us walk into a situation where we inherit what was done before. We're told to do a certain a certain way, or it's the way that the office has traditionally always have done something. So, so with OD Lean principles, it what it does is it teaches you how to reflect, take a step back and evaluate why you do things a certain way. So let me give you an example. So I wanted to provide an exceptional patient, high patient service and get my patient from the moment they check into the office to the optical in under 45 minutes. But for me to understand how to accomplish that, I needed to understand how long does it take my pretesters or my technicians to pretest. And some pretesters maybe took 12 minutes to do this, the, the sequence of tests that I wanted to do, and others took 20 minutes. So again, what I would do is I would huddle with my team and say, hey, you know, I want to make this as easy and beneficial and less repetitive for you. How do we, how do we work smarter and not harder? So we actually time them. We figure out, we took the, the fastest person, we make we had a map out what order they do it, what do they say, how do we get the right explanations in? And then we teach to that best practice and we get the office, everyone to do it correctly. So when you can get your flow and your patience, everybody moving in synchronicity around your office, you end up with no bottlenecks and the patient experience is superior because now you're not wasting anybody's time, including your own waiting. And so, um, so it's, it's understanding how to break a system down and to build it up into a, a way that works really, really well for your situation. Let's be, be clear that process takes a little bit of time up front. So I, I think for our listeners, it's critical to understand we, often, we, we see money as a tool that we invest. We also need to see time on the same level. That was an investment of time in the beginning to walk through those processes, understand your best technician and let's say your slowest technician and understand the differences and how to change best practices but think of the dividends. You don't, you don't have to think about them. You experience them by investing that little bit of extra time up front, the dividends it paid down the road from a patient experience standpoint, from a revenue generation standpoint, from a patient outcome standpoint. I guess from my perspective, I want to make sure our listeners see time as just an equally valuable resource to invest that will have direct revenue impacts down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, um, as mentioned before, you have, you have, you have some really good quality podcasts um, on, on your platform. And, and I listened to one of your podcasts earlier on from, uh, I think it is Gil Cockrell, Cockrell. And he, he does the same thing. He benchmarks everything in his office to the minute because he knows every minute is really valuable. And so Getting ourselves in that mentality of just understanding what is happening 
in your office when you're in a in a in a dark little room most of the day really will help you understand how to how to change your processes, how to incorporate technology, how to become more successful, how to improve that patient experience. And it's they're all interrelated. One of the things that you've mentioned so far with with change management and on the previous episode with new technologies and implementation, one of those the, the most critical keys to success in this space is communication. How can our listeners become better communicators walking into their office today? Boy, you know, I have a, a whole laundry list of things that we can talk about. And I, I think the first part is what I want to say is the two words I want you to take away is consistency and sabotage. How do you even think that goes together? You know, so consistency means means. Are you training people to where they can do their job to the best of the ability? Sabotage is when you tell your staff, I want 400 retinal photos this month. And they recommend uh, retinal photos to the patient, but the doctor never orders it. So so there's a little sabotage that maybe the, the doctor, even though you're telling them to do something, you're not following through on your part. Um, or it could be, you know, you tell your staff to do a thorough case history and the doctor never looks at it. And then they see, well, why didn't they recommend sunglasses to the patient when the patient said they want, you know, they wanted sunglasses? You know, so, so there's all these subtle ways of uh, sabotage that, that we have to be aware of, of, of how it can affect our, our, our outcomes. Um, in back communication, you know, you know, my office has eight doctors, 30 staff, one location. So we have a fairly sophisticated communication system. So we have monthly staff meetings. We have biweekly leads meetings. We have weekly partner meetings. We have uh, basically daily office manager meetings. And I do something called a morning lineup that I'd love to spend a couple minutes on about talking about that if we have some time. But but in these meetings don't, a lot of my meetings are stand up. So we don't sit that, you know, the time is very efficient. Um, and they could be anywhere from just a couple minutes to maybe a planned, you know, hour meeting. So it just depends. But when you have that consistency and you're making people accountable and you have a method of rewarding people, uh, all those things happen in communication uh, when you have these avenues to communicate. But as soon as you don't communicate, and that's when little problems potentially can get into very big problems, and then it's much harder to break that wall down once you have some of those big communication issues. So in my mind, just like you know, current COVID now, it's better to over-communicate than to under-communicate right now. And when it comes to communication, I love the, the, the adage, clear is kind. We often think that we're being kind when we're not necessarily communicating something clearly, we, we don't see it as, oh, we're not being, I'm not being clear, but sometimes we being maybe a little bit more blunt, maybe communicating as clear, as you said, over communication, being clear about expectations, being clear about implementation, being clear about where we are as a team, that clarity is kind because now everybody knows their 
role in whatever it is that you are are meeting on or you're discussing or you're communicating to your your team. I love that sabotage piece because that subtle sabotage that we may not even think about ultimately is also communicating something back to the team. If you're expecting something of them and you're having that little bit of subtle sabotage, they're going to hear something even though it's nonverbal. Talk to us a little bit more about those meetings, though, because I think they are are critical, especially those stand up meetings. Yeah. So, so one of the the meetings that something that they can you, the listeners can start doing tomorrow is if they aren't already doing is something I call a the, a morning lineup, and I learned this from the Ritz Carlton Institute, um, and I was fortunate enough to attend a three day uh, uh, seminar with them. And the, the benefit of the morning lineup is it allows you to communicate. And I typically did it with my um, main technician for the day that was pre-testing for me. It was the technician's responsibility to see me, come, come to me before I get into the, you know, before we start seeing patients. So the doctor has to be there a few minutes before they start seeing patients and not just cruise into the exam room five minutes late because that's that subtle sabotage that can happen. And then you look at the schedule and, you, and, and it's a great method of rewarding your staff, telling them, you know, what, how you want the day to go. So you can say, oh, we got four new patients. I really want to make sure we make a great impression on them. Make sure, you know, we put our best fit forward there. Oh, uh, Mrs. Smith tends to talk a lot. And so come make sure you come and rescue me so that I don't get stuck in the exam room. Oh, this patient is wearing an older style progressive lens or bifocal contact lenses. Let's make sure we talk about some of the new technologies. Uh, these patients have diabetes. Make sure we, we talk about the retinal photos and what we may need to do to, to work up. Um, and, and it looks like out of the 15 patients I'm seeing today, it looks like uh, seven of them may be great candidates for potentially neural lens or some other lens technology or, or transition. Let's make sure we talk about those also. And so, so now you've kind of set the stage of what, what's going to happen. And, and if you need to flip-flop a patient or maybe pre-test this patient first or go into the contact lens check first and kind of change the order a little bit, it just makes things run a lot smoother and, and easier. And when we started doing this and implementing this, we rarely got behind schedule because we knew what was going on even ahead of time. Um, and a lot of times we'll do, do just even a quick, another uh, lunchtime um, meeting to say if they had any additions or deletions in the schedule so we know what's going on and there's no surprises. And so it's, it's just, just a great way to, to um, communicate with your staff and just and reward them and tell them, hey, you did a great job today with Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so or, or man, we were, we, were, we were running spot on today. Good job. You know, so there's all these ways where you can make your staff feel important and feel great about themselves and the performance that they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's one of the reasons why I love and encourage people to have that, um, that uh, morning lineup meeting. I love it. The morning huddles, the morning lineup meetings give you the ability to head off problems before they crop up. And that continued conversation, that, that clear communication throughout the day your lunchtime meetings, a quick wrap up at the end of the day allows you to make small changes to address issues before they become big issues. As you've talked about before, once something becomes a big issue, then it does become that roadblock. It becomes a much bigger problem to have to solve 
But if you're in that constant communication throughout the day, you start with your morning huddles, you have your stand-up meetings at lunchtime, at the you know, quick wrap-ups at the end of the day, any small issue that pops up, you can address and prevent it from becoming a big problem. I love it. Yeah. I mean, all those communications are important too, because so for instance, say, say you're, you're, you had a super busy morning and you got behind, heaven forbid, you got behind schedule. And so it's easy to, to say, hey, Susie, why did we get behind schedule? What happened here? So, so, what, so now you're just having a discussion and looking at the process and procedure and you're not reprimanding the person. So, so it takes the personality out of it. You're just looking at what happened and why. And Susie may say, you know, it just so happened that, you know, we, we were a multi-doctor practice. You know, we had four people that needed an OCT at the same time. And so therefore your patient got delayed and we couldn't do it. So then it tells me I need to look at our scheduling and change our scheduling so we don't get those bottlenecks or those hiccups happening or, or making those a lot less likely to happen because I want to create success for my staff and I want to make their job as easy as possible because then it will make my job as, as easy as possible too. So, th- so those are just some methods that I use on a daily basis. And it's that consistency, understanding the process and what you can change because change is a choice. And if you make those, those right choices, then you're going to get to where you want to get to. Fantastic. I'm blown away with all of the amazing experience, the, the the knowledge, the skills, everything that you have shared with our listeners over the past two episodes. There's a lot for our listeners to digest, but key takeaways that they truly can begin implementing today in practice. So Dr. Juan, I cannot thank you enough for joining us again on the Practice Advantage podcast and uh, look forward to perhaps having you back on uh, in the in the future would be absolutely my pleasure. And Justin, keep doing the good work. Great job. If you've enjoyed the Practice Advantage podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to learn more about HEA's exclusive monthly subscription-based Practice Advantage consulting program powered by Williams Group, give us a call at 1-800-959-2020, option three, and your first month is free. Start designing your life and what your practice can do for that life today. See you next time.